This is Valley Watch on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Good morning and welcome to Valley Watch, a show hosted by the Phoenix Fire Department and brought to you by our good friends here at Bonneville Broadcasting. My name is Allie Pardee. I am a public information specialist with the Phoenix Fire Department in the public affairs section, and I am here joined by my good friend, Captain Brian Willingham. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Very good. So not only are you a captain with the Phoenix Fire Department, but you also play a very, very important role. And what is that other role? I take my role very seriously, by the way. Um, It's incredibly important to the community and and to our members. I'm the president of the United Phoenix Firefighters, Local 493, which is six cities, Glendale, Peoria, Phoenix, Tempe, Chandler, and surprise. Very good. And so with everyone listening, um, you know, they hear us every Sunday talking about all things public safety, whether it's in Phoenix or any of the cities that you just talked about. Can you talk about what the union's role is with all of those different agencies? The union's role is really to support the members and especially the community, right? We do charitable events on a regular basis. We have a 501c3. That's a major part of our organization giving back to the community that supports us, but really mostly to support the members and their family members in difficult times and in good times. We negotiate their contracts, their wages, their hours, their working conditions. That's mostly our role. Very good. And you guys do incredible work. And it's not only during the rough times, but also the good times. I think a very cool example of this is that it's my understanding that you helped my husband pick out my wedding ring. That's true. (laughs) Yes. And I think that that's just one example of how you can show the amazing work that you do with your members, that it's not only during hard times, but you guys are always there. It's it's called a fire family for a reason. And so we're here today wrapping up January, which is... Is Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. And with that, that's probably talking about some of the harder times that the union is there for their members. So looking at January as just a, w- a month of awareness, can you talk about the role of the Local 493 when it comes to some of our firefighters battling cancer? Sure. It, it probably should start with a conversation about what we do legislatively. Mm-hmm. We have to pass bills. It's not always set in stone that an organization will automatically help someone with cancer yeah. and all the expenses and everything that come with it, all the difficulties. So we literally play a role legislatively in passing bills for cancer presumption, and that sets the stage for the laws and the things that are implemented to be able to provide the framework in which we do our work. We have a member services team. Our member services team, Ray Mayone, Charles Mm -hmm. Giacani, Marcus Steele, Dave Fisher, Carrie Ramella, and all those people do a tremendous work supporting them in their Mm -hmm. darkest hours. Carrie Ramella, especially in in helping them, because as you know, anybody who's afflicted with a disease such as cancer, which could always potentially be terminal, there's a mental health component that comes with that once they start thinking about their own mortality, Mm -hmm. what happens with their family as a result, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And you listed all those names and they all play such an integral role with being the boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And whether it's working with the family members or the firefighters themselves and helping them navigate that situation, because you and I know that that is not an easy situation to navigate, whether it's 
anyone that's diagnosed with cancer, but especially when you're trying to jump through hoops of how do I handle this? I know that this is probably connected to my job, et cetera. And you and I've had those conversations, especially prior to joining me, myself joining the fire department when I did that coverage at KTAR and talking about that legislative effort. Absolutely. It's such a critical role. The last phone call anyone wants is, hey, you potentially have cancer or you do have cancer. Mm -hmm. Their entire life gets disrupted. It's flipped upside down. They're worried about, can I work? How do I go to work? What What is my new role in life? And then the additional added stressor of having kids and a mortgage payment and everything else that they really shouldn't have to be worrying about when they're mm. worried about taking care of their own physical health. Absolutely. And I know that the local 493, the... I see it all the time, whether it's, you know, on communication channels or just by word of mouth, the amazing work that you do to take care of one another in the sense that if someone is diagnosed and they're trying to figure out how they can accommodate their shift work and things like that, that these are their brothers and sisters helping them out in their darkest hour. Absolutely. And so when when you hear us talking about the local, it's not just the officers elected, right? Mm -hmm. It's literally every single person that's a member, which we have close to 100% of our members in a right-to-work state Mm -hmm. that are part of our organization because of that. We have members at their own fire station that step up, help them do shift work. We Mm -hmm. do charity events for them specifically to help them raise money. If maybe their wife or their spouse isn't working, their Mm -hmm. husband, whatever the case may be. So we absolutely rely on those folks at the station to help out and take care of their brothers and sisters in that moment, too. It's Uh, not just the officers. Yes. And so looking at the role of the union and knowing that labor and management, it's, it's just simultaneous work. We're looking at monumental change happens because of the local 493. And we're coming up on this year is celebrating five years of working with Vincere Cancer Center. Yeah. And I know that that could not have happened without the role of the local 493. Can you talk about those accomplishments? Yeah. So one of, one of our major accomplishments, obviously, is this Vincere contract. And I would be remiss if I didn't give credit to a lot of the politicians, even in the city of Phoenix, mm-hmm. Laura Pastor and other and some of those individuals that had a relationship with Dr. Shukla and helped us bridge that gap. We worked with our city manager, mm-hmm. our past fire chief, Kara Cockrenner, and now our current fire chief, Mike Duran. Everyone has been so supportive because they know that person specifically in her staff mm-hmm. at Vincere have saved firefighters' lives. A few short years ago, we had individuals that had cancer, that we had a presumptive laws that affected, that would positively were set up to, to support them and help them. But unfortunately, because of the language in the law, there were mm-hmm. still loopholes and people weren't getting covered. That's not the case anymore. In the city of Phoenix, mostly, especially, we are getting our firefighters covered if it's deemed to be presumed cancer that was acquired by the job. And for those listening, you know, we talked about it last week with Captain Brian Gernon, who's just one of the many Phoenix firefighters that has battled cancer. And because of his presumptive screening with Dr. Shukla, they were able to catch cancer early and he was able to survive. He is living happily. He's working on our drone program. He has a beautiful family. And that's just one example. And so because of Dr. Shukla and the cancer screenings that are provided, not only, uh, yes, Phoenix was the first city that was able to start this 
ingenious program, but it's now nece- it's, it's nearly statewide. And through that program, now there's new screenings, new technology. It just gets better and better. And that's just one accomplishment that was able to be, you know, listed from the local 493. Certainly. And unfortunately, when you talk about cancer and insurances, you also have to talk about money, right? Because there's a, a monetary component to them acquiring it and what the city has to, to mm-hmm. pay for. And it does raise insurance rates, right? But we, what we know unequivocally now and what we've been trying to say for years, even before we were successful passing the presumption, is this is a cost savings as well. Oh, yeah. Hate bringing up money, but yeah. it has to be talked about. And that was the concern. Is how, how expensive would this be? It's less expensive well, because it covers them or it catches it early. Exactly. And it's not only is it money saving, but it's also life saving, which is that's just- the key for us. Right. <laughs> we didn't care about the money, but it is ha- it's a part of the discussion. Absolutely. Because when you look at when someone all of a sudden gets diagnosed at stage four, there's a whole other deal of how do you treat that? How do they live? All those types of things. And so it's been remarkable to see the changes in the cancer service or the cancer service, the fire service when it comes to cancer screening and prevention efforts. And so, you know, I know we finished at the end of last year, the RBO process and the big RBO Mm -hmm. discussion and all the accomplishments and goals for this year. And I know that you lead that with Chief Duran. So um, are there any, you know, major accomplishments from last year that you would like to talk about or maybe things on the horizon that are coming? Yes. As you mentioned before, science and medicine, there are so many advancements. One of the things that has come to fruition or at least helped us realize in the last year to year and a half Sleep deprivation alone has been identified as a class two carcinogen, meaning you can get cancer because you're not sleeping enough. Well, firefighters work 40% more than everybody else, 2,912 hours in a year, as juxtaposed as somebody that works a 40-hour work week, <clears throat> which is 2,080 a year. It's a, a, over 700 more hours in a year. And in that shift that they're working, they're up Throughout the night, it disrupts their circadian rhythm, which thereby increases their exposure and potential risk to developing cancer. That's positive that we know that because now we're able to address the sleep deprivation issues more readily. Absolutely. And we talk about it all the time. And it's a scary reality because, you know, the city gets bigger and busier. And what does that mean for the Phoenix Fire Department? And, you know, we are very grateful to have support from executive staff and city leadership to try and combat this busyness. But we can only do so much. And at the end of the day, Phoenix firefighters signed up to respond to those calls and they're always going to. But we also have to look at the big picture and what it does to their overall well-being being in total health. 100%. It's it's a critical component for the organization and the city for us to be able to be healthy and respond on this call. And we're looking at January as Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. And I can't believe January is already coming to an end. It seems like it's flying by. But at the beginning of this month, we highlighted a recent accomplishment within the city of Phoenix. And it was a donation of mattresses for Phoenix firefighters. Mm-hmm. And it was a major accomplishment from all these community partnerships with whether it be the local 493 or the Phoenix Fire Foundation, but there was a generous donation from Tempur-Pedic. And that's that's a big deal because not only, I mean, obviously firefighters don't get a lot of sleep, but when they do, now they have a nice mattress to rest on. 
one hour or two hours of comfortable rest and relaxation can mean the difference between a successful happy shift versus a not so healthy or happy shift. Yeah, you look at those big incidents of whether it's a couple hour long operation of a mountain rescue or a junkyard fire, et cetera. You need to rest and recover after something like that. If you're going to if you're going to perform at a high level, you also need to give your body that downtime. One hundred percent. And at the end of every shift, most firefighters are going home to their children They're where their spouse may be going off to work. And now they have to be prepared to babysit or and watch their own kids for a period of time before their spouse gets home and they have any help. And that can be difficult for them when they're exhausted. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for all the work that you do, not only as a captain on a Phoenix fire engine, but also as a husband and a father and a friend of mine, but also the crucial, crucial role that you play as being the leader of the local 493. You do incredible work. And I'm so excited. I know that our work together is just beginning. Thank you. By the way, it's an honor and a privilege to serve in my capacity, and I will never, ever forget that. Very good. Well, we are here wrapping up Valley Watch this Sunday. You can always join us online. You can listen to this podcast at KTAR.com. You can learn more about public safety information and public education campaigns at phoenix.gov forward slash fire. If you're not following us on social media, it's at Phoenix Fire Department. And also we'll plug the unions. Uh, You guys got lots of social media, local 493 charities, United Phoenix Firefighters. Go follow all the amazing charities that they work. But again, happy Sunday. Sunday and stay safe, Phoenix. Thank you.